This is David Bendet, Senior Pastor of Rock City Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's my heart to bring in special ministers from around the world that bring relevant messages that inspire you to become and do everything that the Lord has for you. My prayer is that this message will cause you to be awakened to the more that the Lord has in store. And may you be fired up for His purpose and plan for your life. Good evening. Good to see your faces, friends and foes. <laughs> got to love our enemies too, right? The same as you love your friends, you got to love your enemies the same way. That's going to be a big one this year. We got to love each other equally. I'm just going to kind of paint a big picture for some things that will be happening this year and some things personally that we're going to walk out and... Um, there was something that pro prophetic that happened while we were on this trip uh, hunting together. And I just want to just share that. Is that all right? Is that okay? Just to be ourselves. And By the way, if the Holy Ghost starts to show up and get intense on you, just freak out. <laughs> just let it go. Let the Holy Spirit just do whatever he wants to to you. Because it's, it, it, I, I believe David's right. It's, it's. It's time not to be proper anymore. Trying to be proper is basically fear. Which is really pride. You know. So let's just let the Holy Ghost come on us. Y'all want to do that? When you say, welcome Holy Spirit, or Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place, you're basically saying, you're, you're welcome to take over my house. And so when you say it, he actually thinks you mean it right it's kind of like when we were singing baptize me in fire I did not sing that that <laughs> statement I've already been through the fire too many times I don't want to do it again I'll pray for rain because <laughs> when you when you ask for fire you might feel the Holy Ghost but then your whole life's destroyed you know, and I've been destroyed a few times, and the Lord keeps reminding me, you asked for it. <laughs> okay, right? But me and, me and David uh, had a good time this weekend and uh, got to talk about a lot of good issues, a lot of good things, a lot of change in him and uh, Amber's life that's coming. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Of course, life's a roller coaster ride anyway, isn't it? You know? It's not going to be the. It's not going to be the, like this humongous great year. It's still going to be a roller coaster, right? But it's going to be a great year. It really is. We're going to have a good roller coaster ride, but you just got to hang on, because there are things in your life that are about to make a ninety degree turn, and it's going to make you manifest every stronghold you got in your body. But it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing, if you just enjoy the ride. If you try to control the ride, that's when you just your back goes out, you murmur and complain, and you scream the whole way, right? And by the time you get to your destiny, you can't even fulfill it because you're walking like this, you know, <laughs> right? Y'all ever tried to fight a roller coaster when you're scared? Y'all with me? And that thing is twisting and turning, 
And by the time you're off, you've got whiplash, backlash, I mean, you name it, right? It's when you flow with it, it actually ends up being fun. And your joints don't get out. Things don't get out of joints if you flow with it. Same with the Lord. If you fight the streams of the Lord, you'll find your life out of joint. But if you'll flow with him and see those things in your life as, as the Lord's doing, you'll start seeing the Lord instead of the enemy. Every time I see the enemy whacking me or the enemy coming and trying to beat me to death, I start looking for Jesus because there is something about to go on, right? And I'm going to tell you, there is some major stuff about to go on. But we're going to learn about Jesus this year that you would not believe. There's such revelation of Jesus that's going to happen this year. You're not going to want to know anything but the Lord. You're not going to care about your purpose because Jesus is going to be your purpose. Purpose will be getting another nugget of who Jesus is this year. I'm serious. Because let, let me give you a news flash. Jesus is actually real. He's not a belief system. And he's going to come to those that really want to know him. And you're going to get real supernatural encounters this year. We need it. We've been a little bit dry for personal encounters from God. But man, he is about to rain down those that really want to follow him. And it is going to be an addiction to know Jesus this coming year. Our hope is not going to be in our government anymore. And the only trumpet that we're going to know is the trumpet. I'm just being serious. I'm not being political. I'm telling you, we're about to know the real trumpet. We're about to know Jesus. And there, there will be a lot of governmental things that will happen. There will be a lot of change. And I know a lot of people are excited. But when the government really starts changing, it's going to cut out some things. And some of us will probably manifest. Because trying to, trying to turn a ship that's been in the wrong direction is very hard, and it takes a long time. And some, when the ship starts turning in the direction that God wants it to blow, sometimes it's not fun because you never thought we'd be going in that direction. But it will, it will help us to be able to see God instead of murmur. Right? I guarantee you when you start murmuring, just say, oh man, this is a manifestation, God's here. Okay, so um, I'll go back to where it was fun. When we were hunting, um, I, I, I thought it was, I, I took a note in my brain because I like to note things that are prophetic in people's lives and even what God has told me for this coming year. <clears throat> but um, David wanted to go and try out his pistol and really shoot this rifle that he was going to be shooting this deer with. And uh, he hadn't really shot a lot of the rifle or rifles in general. He had, he had shot shotguns, you know, and he was a bird hunter. And so he really felt like he needed to shoot the rifle to kind of feel familiar with it and not, you know, feel nervous about it. I don't know if you've ever felt nervous about anything, but and someone's there to help you introduce a weapon or introduce a certain thing that's new in your life. It really helps you to feel comfortable to really go after it, doesn't it? And uh, it was funny, when, when we were sitting up there, the Lord just started showing me something very prophetic. There are things that we have not done that's coming. 
But God's going to send so many fathers to help us, to give us understanding on what's going on this year. Get ready for the fathers to really be hands-on with you. There's going to be new connections that's going to happen. There's going to be new business opportunities going to happen. But with those ideas, you're going to have someone that's going to come in your life that you thought would never be in your life. And they're going to come in. They're going to start actually helping you be familiar with the opportunity that you're about to step into. And you're going to miss the mark a few times that when we were trying to get this thing on, the wind was blowing and things were off balance. You're trying to stay on target and sometimes you'd miss it and sometimes you'd hit over here and sometimes you'd hit over there. But it, it was weird. I wanted to laugh because I didn't get upset that he was missing the target because we were learning. Because when, when you're a baby at something brand new, God is not telling you to hit the target immediately. But this world forces you to think that you've got to really do good and be a perfectionist at everything that's thrown your way. But to be a true perfectionist is to actually relax and learn as you're missing the marks. If you really want to work and walk that way. If you really want to be perfect, walk with God and let him father you. Does that make sense? And finally, uh, after getting used to that gun and comfortable, the one thing I kept saying, get comfortable. When you feel comfortable, then just shoot. And you'll, you'll, you'll notice a difference. And man, he started hitting that mark. At one point, he hit it right in the center of the red mark, 100 yards away. And I thought, man, we're going to hit the mark this year. Some of us that are, that are willing to learn are going to hit your mark. You're going to hit things that you thought you'd never hit. You're going to succeed with things that you thought you'd never succeed with. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pre I'd like to succeed, wouldn't you? You know, I'm tired of hitting, you know, just around the mark. I want to really hit the mark. And one of the, one of the ways that we've got to hit the mark is we've got to be willing this year to learn again. Say that with me. I've got to be willing, to, be willing. To, learn again. to learn again. If you're willing to learn, it will attract heaven to your house to teach you his ways. Yeah. But if you're prideful, heaven will resist you. In other words, have y'all ever been fear, fearful about something new and you, you have to play like you know it all? Y'all yeah, yeah. ever done that? You got to play like you Oh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no problem. You know. And then you, it's like, you, I mean, it's panic attack from now on. You've got to try to fake it till you make it. Whoever, where's that written in stone? God's going to give you complete understanding, not only about this, the opportunities that are coming, he's going to give you secrets about your own life if you're willing to learn this year. You're not only going to learn the Lord, but you're going to learn yourself. Amen? After we got finished with that, he wanted to shoot that pistol, which is a great pistol. Never, th this type of pistol never jams if you shoot it right. The only reason I know that is because sh I've shot a lot of guns in my life. But it has a lot to do with the way that you grip it. If you grip it firm, it'll never jam. Right? Same thing with that in life. Once the Lord gives you something, never let go of it. 
Grab that thing and go after it with full force, and you'll never get jammed up in life. I guarantee you. There was a time where he was shooting. He goes, man, this thing's jamming up all the time. I know I cleaned it. Y'all ever, I know I, y'all ever do that? Why am I having such a hard time in life? I, I know I'm, I'm not sinning to too bad. Oh, come on. I'm giving you grace. It's because you've kind of gotten a little bit lackadaisical about your real purpose and your eyes are going everywhere except that one thing that God's put in your life. And so you loosen the grip on the purpose that he's given you. All right? Are you with me? You get distracted, right? And you kind of loosen up on your sword or the purpose and the, the things that he's given you. And you'll find the enemy putting all these different distractions in your life when God gives you something. Even when he tells you to do something, you get really excited and you put your hands on it and you start plowing. And man, here comes the enemy. He gives you all these different distractions so that you'll take your hand off the plow, right? And you'll find yourself trying to do everything at one time, right? And that's when life jams up. And it was jamming up on him. And I thought, I know exactly what it is. So I said, let me hold this thing. Let me do it real quick. So I, I took it and I held it real, real strong. And it just, it was perfect. Didn't jam up. I said, it's just your grip. Get up there and grip that thing. And I said, don't focus on the target. Focus on how you're gripping it. Grip it so firm. Once you aim at the target, don't think about the target. Just think about holding it real strong. And when he did, what do you think happened? That sucker didn't jam at all. And he said, I like this. He said, I, I never thought it would, it would be this simple. Oh. oh, God. What if you could stop trying to clean your gun up and just go after what God's given you? In other words, stop, cleaning, stop trying to clean yourself Go after what God's put in your hand and grip it with all your might. I guarantee you, your life's not going to jam up this year. Let the physician do his work while you're going after his purpose. Stop looking back. After this year's over, don't look back. Because if you look back this year, you're going to be frozen for the next five. You better write it that one down. <laughs> Remember Lot's wife. She got stuck in time and she's still there. Because she looked back. He told them to head to the hills. Keep your eyes forward. Don't look back. I'll take care of the old city that you're leaving. So if you will get a hold of your purpose and what God's given you this year... And not look back. He'll burn everything else that's tormenting and haunted you. He'll rain down fire on it. Another one. Do not listen to the enemy this year. Listen to the Spirit. This is the year of the Spirit. This is the year when the prophetic will wake up again. Some of you are are truly prophetic people, 
but religion have clipped your wings and you think you're a chicken, but you're an eagle. And you've been in a chicken's coop thinking you'll never fly again because you're just a chicken. And I'm just supposed to scratch around and enjoy life and just be, you know, enjoy where I'm at. And the enemy has fenced you in by old offenses. And it's time to get rid of them. When the clock strikes 12, 2017, you're going to have new wings. And you've got to fly over the offenses. Oh, come on. I'm trying to be as prophetic as best as I can. You're going to fly over them. You might have to do things. You might have to go to people that you've been offended at and, and people that you think you're rightly offended with. There's no rightly being offended. But when you get in the spirit, you'll know exactly what to do. You'll see it completely different. And you'll fly over to that person that you thought you were rightly offended with and say, hey, I'm sorry, I've got to get things right. I clip my own wings. I don't let the enemy do it. But I want to set you free and I want to set me free. It's time to get in the spirit. We're not supposed to live in this world. Not in the mentality of it. We're supposed to be here as people. But our minds are supposed to be in the spirit. It's supposed to be living with God. Walking in heaven here on the earth. Just as Jesus did, right? This is your year. But don't look back. You'll delay it for five. You don't want that one. Because the next five years and you start seeing things happen and you start seeing things around you happening and you're looking back, it'll even keep you there even longer if you just keep... Comp you all ever compared yourself with other people that are prospering? What's that feel like? Nobody's even. <laughs> it's awful. Come on. You want to go over and jack slap them. You get mad, upset. Why ain't I doing anything? You know, why ain't the Lord blessing me? You know, you get all mad. But what if we could all be blessed this year? I mean, if all the children of Israel went in together, they were all blessed. They all took over the land. They all got to eat the huge grapes, right? It wasn't just a few. They all went in together. I'm tired of going in the promised land by myself. I'm sorry. I'm ready to see everybody going in and having one big family, right? Say, so this is my year with Jesus. So we shot that gun. He got a little happy. He didn't, he, the revelation is he, didn't, he never had to clean it. Okay. <laughs> he never had to clean it. Because that's the type of gun you don't even have to clean. It'll shoot forever. And you're his instrument. 
You're his God's weapon. Say, I'm his weapon. And I'm clean through him. If you're seeing yourself in a negative way, you're looking in the wrong mirror because you're looking at Satan. He cannot reflect God. He only reflects flaws. There's two mirrors. You can look at the enemies, which will always, you'll always see flaws, or you can look at Jesus, and when you look at him, you'll see pure stuff in you, and you'll get actually happy. And you'll forget about yourself and think nothing but Jesus. Jesus is the only pure mirror that you can look at and see yourself purely. But if you're looking, if you're seeing all these flaws about you, you're looking at the wrong person. Because, man, I'm going to tell you what, Satan's flawed. Man, y'all are always quiet when I speak here. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to go through just a little bit of list tonight. I've got a couple messages for this weekend, but uh, I want to, uh, is that okay, just give you a list of stuff instead of trying to teach and try to bring it all? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a few just little things. You write it down, then you pray on it and see what the Lord's saying for you. Because if I try to break all this down and tell you what it means, I'm really not doing my job. I'm supposed to just tell you what the Lord is saying, then you and the Holy Ghost get the, what, what the Lord's saying to you through it. Because we're all going to have a different interpretation, right? Thank God. We're not one big robot, right? Amen? All right, God's calling. Say, God's calling. God is going to call me this year. That's the first one. God is going to call us this year. But, but there's a difference between get, hearing a call and answering the call. There's a difference. Say, there's a difference. Hey, come here for a minute. What's your name? James? Daniel, come here. Daniel came up here when I said, come up here. I called him. It was automatic for him to move and be here. But he couldn't be here unless he answered the call. Oh, you can't stand near God unless you actually do what he tells you to do. Are, are you with me? But he's calling his friends this, this year. He's going to call you into those places that you, your mind's not going to want to go, but you're going to have to drop everything that you're doing to follow him. You're going to have to drop all those nets that you're entangled with and just start following him. You can go sit down. There's a lot of people that will hear the call, but not go after the call. They won't even walk the call. That's okay. Because there are sitters, there are judges, there are referees, and then there's those that follow him. And those that want to follow him will get up this year, and they will literally start walking in the ways of Jesus. Because they're tired of sitting. Aren't you tired of sitting? Aren't you tired of believing in God but not walking? 
When Jesus said, come on, follow me to his disciples, they had to get out of the boat or stop casting nets or leave tax offices and literally follow a man and didn't even know where he was going. You'll notice they didn't ask where he was going. They just followed him. They answered the call. They put feet to what he was saying to do. Right? They let their own families, for goodness sake. You think there were some manifestations when they got out of their father's boat and, and started following a carpenter? Going from a professional fisherman to following a carpenter. Not even knowing where he's going. That day, all things became new. Right? So when, it, when all things become new, that means we're not going to know some places where we're going this year. We're going to want to know, <laughs> but God is not going to tell you. It's already started just this December. Uh, my phone is rung off the hook. People have literally heard the Lord said, follow me. And they said, where are we going? He didn't say a word. Because <laughs> he assumes that you love him and that you're going to walk with him and follow him. He just assumes. If you say you love him, we'll walk as he walked. His own father did that to him. To follow the Spirit. Told him to go out in the desert after the Holy Spirit came down upon him and he heard the voice, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then his father said, let's go to the wilderness. He had to actually be obedient, drop all that calling and all that stuff he knew about the Spirit. Can you imagine the crescendo that he had with the Father? And then the Father said, let's go to the desert. So he had to leave all of that and get out in that place where the Father wanted him to go. And the Father taught him how to hear his voice. Because he was tempted dramatically, wasn't he? Right? He was tempted. But that's when he heard his father's voice. You're going to have some wonderful times with the Spirit this year. And he, you think he's going to take you to the wilderness. Well, you've got to understand the coming wilderness that we're about to come into is the place of heaven. Wilderness is not what we've been taught. I'm in a wilderness problem. No. Because mm -mm. when you go to true wildernesses, they blossom. You literally get hand-fed by God when you go to the wilderness. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Pillars of clouds show up and manifestations happen. Rocks start to flow water and all kinds of stuff when you go to the wilderness because that's where God at is. And you watch, Isaiah 35 will be a huge one this year. Some of you have been in a dry wilderness, but that wilderness has brought you to a place of blossoming. Isaiah 35, the wilderness will blossom. How many of you have been dry? Okay, five of us. How many of you feel, feel like you've never really blossomed? 
or you've, you've popped open one piece of a flower in you. I'm just not full, I'm not at my full potential. Right? But you're about to blossom. It's been chaotic. This has been one of the hardest years of my life. But I know what's coming. I know what's coming. It's awesome. It's time to come out of the world mentality and look and see that, my gosh, not knowing where I'm going is actually going to be fun. Because you got to understand, when Jesus was led, in the, when you're led into a wilderness, you don't know where you're going. I don't know if y'all have ever been in the desert, but stick yourself way out in the desert, everything looks the same. And you have to be led by God. Because there's no street signs. There's nothing to give you a sign on where to go to find water or to, to find land or, or something that's prosperous. You, all, you have to be led by the Spirit. That's what he did with his son. Took him out in the desert to where he could have no grid of where he is so that he could look his father right in the face. That's where we're going. Now, there are some that this year, they'll, they'll want to stay on the cruise ship. They'll want to eat nice morsels of Holy Ghost and all kinds of stuff. And, but and, but they'll, all they'll want to do is cruise. But some are going to get off the cruise ship and actually walk out life and be an overcomer and a warrior for God. Some of us have been in a cave. Like the cave of Adullam. If you'll notice, when David went through a great trial, he hid himself in that cave, right? Y'all remember that? When he hid himself in that cave and he went through this dark season, can you imagine sitting in a cave by yourself? I mean, you've already been anointed to be king. And you find yourself in a cave. I don't even go, go there, but that's what happens. When you get anointed, man, the enemy starts going after you, and he throws you in a cave. He, in other words, he, you go through these great trials. But any time you go through great trials, it always forges great relationships. So get ready for forging of relationships this year, new ones. But they're not going to be the ones that you expected. They'll be the ones that are in debt, distressed, complaining. Okay. But they'll be God's mighty men for your life. In other words, the people that are, God's going to send into your cave will not be the ones that you wanted, but they'll be God, what God wanted for your life, which will get you to the throne. These type of relationships that are coming in your life may not even look Christian-like. Some of them may not even be Christians. But they are going to help you get to your purpose. So don't push them off. Some of them are going to be ragtag bunches. And so you'll have to lose our religious language of saying, I don't have grace to walk with that person. 
Because those people that are going to be sent in your life is God's grace to get you to your purpose. You okay? Man, I, breathe and give me some oxygen. <laughs> I'll give these scriptures to you. Mark 1, 16 through 18. That's when he called us. You want me to say it again? Mark 1, 16 through 18. Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 18. They actually fulfilled that one in, in the flesh. That was pretty cool. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have what? Passed away. Behold, all things become new. That day, they fulfilled that scripture even before it was written. They didn't know it. They had to leave all the old stuff. And everything else was going to be brand new. I don't know about you, but I, would, I, I manifest having to follow a man. I'll follow Jesus. But anytime God puts a leader in my life or somebody that he says, I want you to follow him, walk in his footsteps, learn from him, I'm going, well, I've got the Holy Ghost to teach me. Oh, Lord. But we've been too, we've been too, how can I say, mavericky. You know what I'm saying? I want to do it on my own. We can't do that this year. If you try to do it on this year, this year on your own, you will be on your own. And it will be tough. God's sending you wonderful relationships this year. And they're going to be brand new, but I guarantee you, if you'll recognize them as the Lord and listen, follow them, you're going to see brand new things. It takes a lot of humility of the Holy Ghost in you to bring you out to humble yourself to listen to a man or a woman. I call woman and man the same thing, sorry. But you will have literal people that you'll have to listen to this year. And it will humble us to be able to see God. Jesus had to have disciples to make it. He had to have relationships to get him there. He had to have encouragement to make it. How'd you like to be the Lord and have to carry the weight each day? Even Jesus needed oddball relationships to get to his purpose. And the father picked a tax collector? Okay. Say, Jesus is not like me. All right, 1 John 2, 3, 3 through 6. That's when we're going to walk like he walked. I love this one coming up. This is the year of truth. The truth about a lot of things that have been hidden are going to be revealed. Truths that you, things that you even have hidden in your life, if you don't get rid of them, the light's going to manifest it this year. So you can choose to get rid of it in secret or do whatever you need to do to, get, to bring out all those old bones you've hidden in your closet, or this year he's going to reveal it publicly. 
because he's trying to help you for your next step. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. Because what we're coming into is glorious, but those glorious things also means we're going into another level of more demonic activity as well. More levels, more devils. So God's got, to, God's got to send truth in a massive way to reveal some of those hooks that we may have in us. For when we get to that place, the enemy has nothing in us that he can pull on. So if you're, even when, if it's better to be honest about yourself and what's really going on. If you, I guarantee you, if you're really God honest about yourself, very truthful about yourself, the Holy Ghost will start lighting on you because the Holy Spirit will only light on truth. As he did with Jesus. Jesus was the way. The Holy Spirit will only descend on truth, someone that's totally honest all the days of their life. You will have the manifestation of the Holy Dove, the Holy Spirit this year if you just walk in Awesome truth. Not just walking in truth, even walking in the Bible, walking his word out, but also just walking in daily truth about yourself. And being totally honest with yourself, with the Lord, and with those that are around you. You will have the manifestation of the Holy Ghost following you wherever, wherever you go. I love the Holy Spirit indwelling in me. I know it's in me, but man, I love it when he's manifesting around me. And he's, you can feel him on you. You can feel this, this power surge that's around you. You can almost tangibly feel it. Oh, man, I'm giving some hope. I feel him in here now. Can you imagine if we just got honest, would the Holy Ghost come and want to light on us again? Why did the Holy Ghost remain on Jesus? Was it just a mark that that's the Messiah? No, because... God, Jesus had such a raw, open heart to be totally honest in whatever he did. And the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of that power will stay on your life this, starting this coming year but just because you walk in raw truth and honesty. You do that, you'll start knowing the way. You do that, and you'll fall in love with the true life. And you'll never want that dove to lift off of you. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I got to tell a story because I got to get beat this one in. When I first came to the Lord, well, let me put this this way. When the Lord first came to me and gave me an ultimatum, either I'm going to follow him and, or he's going to hand me over to a reprobate mind, I thought, well, I think I'll follow you. <laughs> well, when I started following him, uh, I'll never forget it. He was sitting in my hotel room in Jacksonville, Florida. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I still have the pad where I made the list. He said, sit down. I want to talk to you about some things that we need to do. And I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. And he said, do you remember, you remember Charlie Knox? I said, yes, Lord, I, I really love him. He, he's one of my best friends. He said, yeah, you remember when you stole this from him? <laughs> yes. I want you to go to him and tell him what you did. 
but that was $60,000. I know. Y'all ever felt that feeling? He was in the room, but I felt like I was in hell. <laughs> because he was getting me to a point to where I had to be not only obedient to him, but I had to be obedient to truth even inside of me. Does that make sense? That was one of them. He gave me 20 different things that made me want to throw up. And then he left. Now I remember driving back home. I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he was the first one on my list. I walked into his office. I said, hey, boy, what you doing? We having breakfast on Saturday? <laughs> Maybe. I was in my mid-twenties then. Well, what's wrong? You, you, you okay? I need to talk to you about something. Oh, sit down, boy. You can talk to me about anything. All right. Well, you know my life is changing. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on with you, but man, your golf is awful. <laughs> he was one of my sponsors. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm working on that. I said, listen, i got to talk to you about something. I said, do you remember when we were out at the Winston Cup Raceway eating lunch together? Oh, yeah, that was good lunch. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You picked up your fork and you're about to take a bite of your steak, and right before you ate a bite of your steak, you picked up your glass of water, and you drank it. And the crazy thing about this is he remembered that. He goes, that's weird. I remember that. I said, I know. He said, right then, I said, right then, I knew that you were thinking that you were, could give me $60,000 for this next year as one of the sponsors. And you remember when I mentioned, mentioned, hey, you know what? I think sixty grand may work for your part. He said, "What'd you do?" Well, I read your mind, and I manipulated you to give me sixty grand. Now, I know you got excited because you said that's exactly what I was thinking. He's, and he said a cuss word, and he said, blankety blank, I remember that. And I started, I wanted to cry, because it was painful. Having to get in the truth sometimes is painful at first, but man, something's great coming. Because it requires a death to be truthful, right? So how'd you do that? I just did it. I've been able to do that since I was a kid. He let me have it. He kicked me out of his office, told, told me every name in the book, someone run your name, all this stuff. I said, I'm sorry. I really am sorry, Charles. I really, I don't, I don't he said, I don't want to hear you're sorry. Just get out. I got in my car, and I'm crying. 
and I am screaming. Because I, I feel like I lost one of my best friends. But I knew I need I knew I need to do what God told me to do. To get real. And I remember crying all the way home. And when I got about halfway home, guess who showed up in my car? Jesus. Now I'm not talking about like the presence of God. I'm talking Jesus got in my car. And I went from pain to utter joy. And I looked at him with a smile on my face. I said, that was the most painful thing I've ever gone through. He said, I'll always be attracted to truth. And he disappeared. Man, when he told me that, I went down that list as fast as I could. You know why? Because I'd rather see a person than hide my junk. I'd rather see the Lord than to have my junk be my Lord. And who, who would have ever known to be truthful would attract Jesus, even if it's painful? People have asked me, "Do you want? I want a visitation like you. Okay. Walk in truth. Get all your bones out. I guarantee you he'll come. And you'll be the most happiest person on the face of this earth. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But truth is the key. Truth is going to be one of the keys that will not only attract your visitation and the kingdom of God in your life, but it's going to open up every door of opportunity this year for you. Because truth is not just being honest or walking with, in the you know, walking out his word, but truth is a literal key in heaven that opens dimensions. And every time you are truthful, it opens another door of heaven for you to walk in. And there are millions of dimensions of God. Can't count them. And you have your own section to walk in. You'll do it forever. So don't be scared. Your stomach may roll like me. <laughs> and it may sometimes be hard. But I guarantee you, in an instant after it's over, the Lord will start showing up in your life. New doors will open up. Sorry. Can I finish that story? Because I'm almost done. I've got 12 more. I don't know why I'm having to hit truth, but I feel like it's a key even for this church. I really think you're postured for visitation here. I really do. And I really am going to warn you, it is going to get wonderfully messy and awesome here. Because everybody's going to get real. Because the only way you can become a real, a real priest in heaven and on this earth is to be naked and to be vulnerable. Right now I'm vulnerable 
I fight, my, my insecurities fight to share these things because I know what's going to happen and I know what will happen to me later on after I share them because the enemy can't stand it. And it takes, it takes courage to believe in Jesus. It takes courage to believe in what he's telling you to do. And you do do it through fear and trembling. But man, after you've done it, God shows up. Seven years to the day of when I was honest with Mr. Charles. He was one of my daddies. He was one of my fathers. Didn't go to church, cussed all the time, but had the biggest heart in the world. I loved that man. That's why it tore my heart out. Seven years to the day, I counted it. I pick up a phone. Phone rings. I pick it up. And I hear this voice. <clears throat> Brad. I just weeped. I said, Charlie, what's up? I just started crying. I couldn't even talk. You know what he said? He said, I need to see you. I've missed you. I said, when do you want me to come? I need you now. By then, I was living in Moravian Falls. So I had to drive down to Charlotte. Took my boys with me, because my boys loved Charlie. They'd sit in his lap in golf carts, and he just loved them. They're like his own kids. We walk in his big old house, mansion. He's got all these tickets to the Wachovia Open because he lives on this golf course that has a PGA event there. As soon as I walked in, I looked at him, he started crying. He looked at me and said, I'm dying. And I need you to pray for me. He said, but first I need to tell you why I got so mad seven years ago. He said, I don't care about 60 grand. He said, that's a nickel. He said, why, why did you get so angry? Well, my mother was a believer. And when I ran from home, away from religion and church, she was always trying to get me to, to follow Jesus. And she'd always mention Jesus. I'd, I'd just get mad. It was like Jesus was following me wherever I went. She'd call me up and ask me how I was doing. Have you been, have you been to church yet? And I'd just sometimes hang up on her. He said, but when you were truthful, I knew God was speaking to me. What? He said, yeah. When you told me what you did, I got a flash of my mama tell me, telling me to follow Jesus. And it made me so mad. That's why I kicked you out. I didn't want to hear anything he had to say. I said, but Charles, I was admitting my own wrong. He said, I don't understand it either. But I know why I kicked you out. I need Jesus.
Jesus was standing there with me. I didn't see him. I know Charlie didn't see him, but his spirit did if he got a flash of his mama talking to him about Jesus. Because truth was in the room. And my boys, because they knew Jesus, they ran up to him, got in his lap. We'll pray for you. <laughs> I prayed for one of my dads that day. In two weeks after that, he was dead. I look back now, and I think, what if I'd never been truthful? The Lord said, don't think about that. Just walk in truth. So you don't realize that even when you're truthful about your old bones, God is revealed. It may be painful. Yeah. It's part of dying to the Lord. Because nobody wants to die to true, real truth. Because real truth, man, sometimes it can make you manifest some major stuff. But once the death is over, you're resurrected. And a whole new part of you gets to live in Christ Jesus. Not only you, but the people that you get to talk to, the people that you have issues with, the things that you've held back, they get to see the Lord as well. That may not, it may not take him seven years like it did Charles, but evidently for seven years that thing irritated him for him to call me. Does this make sense? Let me read that scripture about him coming out of the water. Matthew 3, Matthew 3, verse 16. I'll just read it to us. Man, this makes wanting to live in truth awesome, right? Getting honest is not as bad as we think. The enemy knows if he can keep you hidden from it, you don't get to have visitations or live the life of Jesus. Why do you think he tries to make you fear to get truthful? Because getting truthful, you transform into his image, into the Lord's image. And part of his hooks come out of you, and he has no longer power in that area in your life. No longer. It's over. So he'll do everything he can to keep you in fear, to not walk in the light. This is Jesus. Here comes Jesus. He's going down to the Jordan. Of course, one of the definitions of the Jordan is death. He's going down to get baptized in this river Jordan. It's not the cleanest river in the world either. It says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up. Say, Jesus came up. Jesus came up. Just pretend he's coming up out of all this deathly water. Right? Because his, his whole life was this river, wasn't it? Wasn't it? His whole life was a death. He had to be truthful to his father, truthful to mankind, 
truthful to himself, give wonderful truths to people that hated him. So he was constantly dying to himself. But God was always hovering upon him and in him and through him. And he comes up out of this water, and it says, And behold, say behold, the heavens were open. Say the heavens were open. Mark this down, because this is what's going to happen when you start walking in the truth. Your heavens are going to open. You're going to start getting visions. Your mind is going to start getting clear. Wouldn't you like to have that? Wouldn't you like for the heavens to not only open in the spirit here, but wouldn't you love for it to open here? Wouldn't you like to walk in an open heaven all the time? Heavens were open to him, and he saw. What did he do? Now your vision comes in. He saw the Spirit. How would you like to actually be able to see your friend, the Holy Ghost? I've seen him. He's crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. He's a ghost. He's awesome. When I was going through that list, I was sitting at a red light. And the Holy Ghost literally starts to reveal himself on the front of my hood. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I did. And he spoke to me. And he, you know what he said? I'm happy to be with you. When you... I'd miss the green light. <laughs> because my father was saying the same thing as he said to Jesus. I'm pleased to be with you. The Holy Spirit was happy to be with me. He didn't, I wasn't having to put him in the dimension of enduring with me. He was, I put him in the place of being happy to be with me. Oh, gosh. I know when God's enduring with me. And I know you do too. But can you imagine you in the Spirit being so one that you know you're making him happy as well? And you're feeling his happiness being with you. How, oh, God, how many of you know when you're with your, your wife and y'all are actually on the right track together? Doesn't it feel real good? Some of us? You feel like you're in that, I mean, you're in the slot, right? Everything's right with the world, right? But, man, when you're out of the slot with your wife or your husband... What does it feel like? <laughs> Nobody's going to speak up on that one. <laughs> it feels like this. <laughs> right? Come on. You're miserable. I don't care if you're right. You're still going to be miserable because you're not one. 
Oh, wouldn't you like to? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you like it for to be your mentality to be more important to be one with God than to have in your way? Wouldn't that be? Man, my happiness is to be in unity with Him, and me and Him be happy together. And you're in a slot. He got to see the Spirit. No one had ever seen the Spirit. But if whatever happened to Jesus has to happen to us as well. Everything that Jesus experienced with his Father, we had the opportunity to walk in. His eyes got so clear, he could now see the Spirit. I'd trade anything to constantly see him like that. Everything. He saw the Spirit descending like a dove. He attracted that sucker. And alighting upon him, say alighting upon him. Then he heard the voice. Isn't that strange? Look at those dimensions. Then he heard the voice. Life Vision, ears, all in just being truthful and obeying his Father. Go to the water. You need to get baptized. Okay. If he hadn't have done that, he wouldn't have never had those dimensions happen. Those three dimensions wouldn't have never happened. But all he had to do is walk in his Father's ways. And walk in his truth. And every part of his mind, soul, and body was aligned that day for the work of the ministry and for his life, but not just for his life, for your life. And that's why we're here. If he hadn't walked in raw, honest truth, we wouldn't be here. You're going to hear the voice of your daddy this year. You're going to hear it not only in the spirits. People are right now hearing him audibly. Either calling their name or saying son or daughter. Heck, my wife just heard him audibly a year ago. Called her twice audibly. Susan. She was out by the mailbox. She was trying to give her some mail. <laughs> Susan. Then all of a sudden, this swishing noise was right beside her, went up. He was standing right there. You know why? Because my wife is nothing but honest and a truthful woman. I said, why did that happen? What did I do wrong? You did something right. I mean, if you're attracting God to come and talk to you, there ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> well, what should I have done? Well, you should have just asked him what he, what he wanted. He, would he have talked? Well, absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> so she was out at the mailbox real early in the morning, the next morning. 
and she's probably watching. And she said, okay, I'm here. I'm not, and she said this. I'm literally, this is how honest she is. She said, okay, I'm here. Now, she's in the neighborhood. And she's out there in her gown. Can you imagine? And she said, I'm here. And she, you know, that's what she, she said, hey, I'm kind of new at this. So, hey, if you want me to, if you want to talk, uh, let's do this again. Whatever you want to say, well, I'll do it. Now, doesn't that kind of sound honest and real? It, even me saying that does something in your own heart. Oh, I didn't even, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Because we love truth. Our real DNA, we love it. We love it. I said, well, what happened? I said, what happened? Nothing. Well, why does he say my name twice? I, you mean, I'll tell you why you say your name twice. Because when a person's name is called twice, he confirms you in heaven and he confirms you on the earth. You were sealed. This is the year. You're going to hear the Father's voice, not only in the heavens, but you're even going to hear him through some of the fathers and the mothers he's going to send in your life. It's going to cause you to be even more attracted to not only the Lord, but man, it's going to cause a love to burn in you to love people again. All right, let's stand up. I'm taking too long. It's 9 o'clock. They said I could go long. But I'm getting hungry. You getting hungry? I know Amber. She'll be like, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I, I want to, can I challenge you? Is it okay? Is it okay? When Jesus gave me this list, I didn't know I had a list. He had it. I didn't know I needed to do stuff. Now, he was in my room. I was having a great time with him. It was awesome. I mean, who, what wouldn't if he was in your room? So when he started giving me these lists, it was things that I had tucked away that I didn't want to, you know, y'all ever done that? Under the blood, under the blood. Y'all ever done that stuff? Now, don't throw up on me. And he started giving me things. That, but when he started sharing them with me, I knew they were things I actually needed to take care of. It wasn't like he was religiously telling me to do stuff, you know, to hurt me. They were conscious. When he said it, they were consciously in my mind. When it came up, I knew that's something I really do need to take care of. I'd forgotten them. I want you to do this. When you get to your house or wherever you're going to be, get your pad and just sit down and say, Hey, Lord, is there anything you want me to be truthful with? And just let him speak. Because everyone he gives you is going to be a visitation. 
Now, your heart and your stomach may turn, but just know that he's preparing to come to you. And he's preparing you for this next year. Even while we're together, those that are going to stay with us through these next few meetings that we're going to be together, do it together. When I get to the hotel tonight, I'm going to do the same thing. I want my slate clean going into this next year. That was one thing he told me. That, and can, I'll tell you. He said, prepare your house. I'm coming. I know what that means. That means sweep out all your unleavened bread that is lying on the floor. Clean your house up. I'm coming. And so we got the Holy Ghost, which is the sweeper. Ask him, make, okay, Holy Ghost, if there's anything you want me to get clean to sweep out my house, this house right here, right? I want you to tell me. And just write it down. And then just go do it. Some of you are probably going to do it while we're together. And you're going to have some major times with Jesus. It's going to be a painfully good time. Amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen to a message from one of our ministry friends and family at Rock City Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. If you'd like more information on the ministry, please visit our website at www.rockcitycorpus.com or feel free to check out our Facebook page of Rock City Church in Corpus Christi. Have an awesome, rockin', fired up day.